Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of his hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. lift up a prayer concern here at the outset of the hour, invite uh, you to pray today for Myron Burrell and for the family of Taisha Edwards. Um, some Those names may ring a bell if you live in the Twin Cities. Taisha uh, was doing her homework. She was 11 years old. She was sitting at the family dinner table or dining room table um, when she was shot through the heart by a stray bullet from the street. Myron Burrell was 16 years old at the time, uh, and he was sentenced in her death. He has been in prison uh, ever since. He's now 34 years old. He has continued to maintain his innocence over um, over these number of years. And Minnesota's pardon board is considering freeing him today, following the recommendation of an independent panel a review of national legal experts who agree that he was wrongfully convicted. So I want to lift this up today as a prayer concern. This is a prayer concern about justice. It's also a prayer concern about mercy. Uh, Taisha Edwards was 11 years old. Her um, her family will never get over the grief. She's Justice is due. Um, he was 16. He's now 34. And if he's innocent, then justice um, has not been done. It's been perverted. If he's guilty, then he has already served a longer sentence um, than most people serve for crimes of this variety. So when we talk about how the system works, when we talk about things that are systemic and how they work, um, this is one of those conversations. This is one of those cases, and we have to take it seriously as a nation. So today, uh, I invite you to pray for Myron Burrell and for the family of Taisha Edwards and that justice would be done. All right, next up, I've got David... uh, David Fry from Sidewalk Profits. I've got Nakia Kyler from Bethany Christian Services. And I've got the virtual Christmas tour to benefit kids around the world. That's up next. So what fun it is to have uh, with us today David Fry from Sidewalk Profits and Nakia Kyler from Bethany Christian Services. David and Nakia, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Yay! So happy Yay! Happy to be here. So this is a fun time of year, um, and I know that for Christian musicians and for those in Christian ministry, this is a, a, pati- a particularly good time of year to be talking with folks about the way that our life of worship um, also influences the way that we live and operate in the world. And so talk with us about this connectivity you guys have found with one another through, uh, through Sidewalk Profits and Bethany Christian Services. So, David, I think I'll pitch to you first. Um, what's sure. going on here? What are we talking about today? We're talking about 
the Great Big Family Christmas live stream tour. And, uh, you know, since since 2020 happened, we had to cancel a whole bunch of uh, shows and and not be on the road. And it's understandable and vexing all at the same time. And so we at Sawa Province decided to start doing live stream tours and to really throw a lot of production and a lot of our heart into finding a place where we could broadcast live concerts uh, so that so that people could tune in and feel like they're not missing out. And at the heart of our band is this 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 desire to spread love to our great big family, uh, which is the family of God, which is everybody, to be honest. It's every single person, brothers and sisters. And with that heart, that heart of family, we embarked upon our great big family Christmas tour. Uh, and we, we found Bethany Christian Services to to partner with us. Uh, and and the thing we're we're doing is is we're going to try to change the world through God's gift of family this Christmas uh, by touching lives, by singing Christmas carols, by being silly, uh, by having a great time, and and just making people feel uh, like they're seen and loved, and and then they have this opportunity to give uh, and change lives all over the world through Bethany Christian Services. So it's a win-win, and uh, it is a, such a fun time. We're we're a couple shows in, we can't wait. Uh, you know, to, we get to celebrate Christmas. Every night, you know, for for eight days, and that's pretty amazing. So great! <laughs> All right, so we're we are talking about the Great Big Family live stream Christmas tour with Sidewalk Profits. We are also talking about how that um, is connecting Christians right. here in the United States with concern for kids around the world. So, Nakia, talk with us about the need, particularly the need that's been created through the COVID pandemic, um, and what Bethany Christian Services is doing to prevent children from becoming orphans. Sure. Thank you, Carmen. So similar to many families around the world, the families we serve are squarely in the middle of this crisis. With our international efforts, Bethany has the privilege to accompany children whose families made the heartbreaking decision to place their children in orphanages because they're unable to cover their basic needs. As you know, Bethany's programming, we focus on keeping families together or placing children in family-based care services. As COVID-19 spreads throughout the world, more and more already vulnerable families will find themselves making that critical decision, whether to stay together as a family or place their child in an orphanage. And so they can have food and water and shelter. As you know, for a parent, it's never their desire to tear their family apart and place their child in an orphanage. And so not only has this quarantine been difficult for families, but the humanitarian situation in these countries dire even in normal times has worsened in recent months. And so our international offices have stepped up in new ways to ensure the safety and care for children and restructuring some of our programs to ensure that we can remove orphans from overcrowded orphanages and to save families right in their country. All right. I love that. So we want um, folks to visit the website bethany.org forward slash W. Oh, no. SWP. That stands for Sidewalk Profits. Bethany.org forward slash SWP. Um, all right. Sidewalk Profits um, is is integrally involved in this. In fact, if you go to the Bethany.org website and you do the little forward slash SWP and then you scroll down on the page, you can see David Fry, who's talking with us now, modeling some fancy glasses. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> That's, you look like a you, you look in this picture as if you are modeling um, these glasses that have these really, um, really nice blue rims. 
Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, I, uh, fancy myself, uh, a male model, um, <laughs> at, at, of, of the least degree. Uh, but, but no, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, you know what happened is probably the, you know, our record label made me wear those glasses. And I thought, you know what? These are free. Uh, I'm going to wear these glasses. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. it's really fun. You're helping us to see the you're helping us to see the needs around the world. Yes. And um, and through this special live stream event, um, working to promote something you guys really believe yes. in, which is family. When we talk and about think- uh, we, we talk about family and we talk about the great big family. Um, yeah which is also the name of the event, the Great Big Family Livestream Christmas Tour. Um, and we're just excited to share this with our listening audience today. When we talk about family, we're talking about adoption. Each and every one of us is adopted into the Great Big Family of God through the grace of God offered to us in Jesus Christ. It's really what Christmas is all about. Um, David, when you think about Christmas, what are some, what are some things that come to mind? Well, I am a brand new dad. My son, this is his first Christmas. He's seven <gasps> months. And so, so what fun. comes to mind is is how much fun it is to see the world through his eyes. And like we put the tree up and he's like, uh, oh, my goodness, like just overwhelmed by it, trying to grab it and pull it down as well. Uh, but, but, you know, uh, I, I think that it's given me an even deeper perspective of family. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we've, we've had some incredible Christmases. And now here's this brand new life where we're we're trying to take care of him and 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 show him what the true meaning of Christmas is. And like you said, uh, it all comes back. To, to that manger. It all comes back to the birth of hope and love, you know, that night. And so I think about baby Jesus. I wonder if he went through teething, if he stayed up until 4 a.m. And, and all these things uh, in the midst of having a new baby. But, but I also think about it as, man, I know how much love and joy my son has brought to this house. And I can't even fathom, uh, you know, seeing Jesus Christ born, this, this savior of the world that would, would show us what true love is and show us what adoption is, adopting each and all of us into this family of God and allowing us to be called the children of God. Like what an incredible, incredible thing that we get to celebrate at our Christmas tour and all year long. And, and so grateful for uh, what, what Christ has done in my life and, and introducing us to our beautiful son. So we are talking with David Fry from Sidewalk Prophets and Nakia Kyler from Bethany Christian Services. We're talking about their collaborative effort this Christmas to not only um, have an opportunity for us to en- enjoy and be entertained and celebrate together at the Great Big Family Livestream Christmas Tour, but also to mobilize Western Christians on behalf of the 140 million children around the world um, who really do need us this season. And so we want you to check it out, bethany.org forward slash SWP. we got to take a brief break, and then we'll be right back. Because it's Christmas. Rejoining my conversation now with Nakia Kyler from Bethany Christian Services and uh, and David Fry, lead singer for Sidewalk Prophets. Um, Nakia, let's talk a little bit about what you know about these kids around the world who, you know, they're born into very vulnerable families and um, and they their families have to make the just incredibly difficult decision, which is to place them into the care of someone else to raise them for a period of time. Um, where have you been? What have you seen? Take us into the lives of, of one of these families. Sure. So, um we have uh, we have a footprint in several different countries, and some of the offices I've visited so far are in Haiti and 
in Albania. And mm -hmm. one thing I can tell you is that the resilience of the people, their love for the father, their heart towards the king and their level of faith is it's mind blowing. They're living in conditions that are just truly dire. And they'll they'll say, you know, Nakia, when you reach out to the American church, when you connect with them, let them know that we're not looking for, you know, handouts. We're not, we're not living in shame or pity because we know our God will take care of us. And mm -hmm. so every time I am connecting with some of the families that we serve, when I'm connecting with some of the children that I'm serving, it just increases my level of faith. And it reminds me of the beauty of the King and his majesty and just how much he loves all of us. And so um, the children are living in overcrowded orphanages, the children, you know, they're children who we want to maintain their innocence. You know, we want to place them in families where they can laugh again, where they can, if they scrape their legs, they have a, a parent who kiss their boo-boo. They can dream again. That's what mm -hmm. Bethany does. We walk, we walk alongside children and we give that light back into their eyes and we help strengthen and empower families so they don't have to place their children in orphanages. And so that's why I'm proud and honored because the father calls us in James 1.27 to look after orphans and their distress. And Bethany allows me professionally and personally to have a tangible way to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ by doing this. Thank you for um, that testimony uh, and, and also the calling that is woven through those words. Um, I, there are none of us, there's not one of us that when we consider um, the life that a child should have, uh, can can then look at the realities in which children are living around the world or even um, even across the nation and in sometimes our own neighborhoods and say to ourselves, well, that 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 rises to the level of exactly the way God wants it to be. Like we we would be fools if we um, if we imagined that that were true. Um, and we tend to only take care of our own um, and we imagine that that is enough and in reality, as brothers and sisters in Christ adopted together into a family of faith, I have an equal level of responsibility for a child born into poverty in Haiti as I do to a child born across the street from my house for whom I'm going to, you know, throw a, uh, you know, throw a baby shower and support that child by nurturing them in a community of faith here, um, you know, throughout the course of their growing up. Uh, and so I appreciate the way that you are helping us to see their faces. And that's one of the things that if you if you visit Bethany.org, you're going to see the faces of children from around the world who really do today need our help. Um, Bethany is seeking to change the world through family, and Sidewalk Prophets has come alongside them in this wonderful season of Christmas and celebration and to say, hey, we are all one great big family. We want you to check out the live stream Christmas tour. All the information is at Bethany.org forward slash Sidewalk, oh, SWP for Sidewalk Profits. You know I'm going to get this eventually. Bethany.org forward slash SWP. When you think about the engagement and involvement, David, of Sidewalk Profits in, in something like this, and you think about um, your listeners, the people who love your music, the people you hear from um, day in and day out over the course of a number of years, um, what is your hope? Like, why do you do what you do? Why do you sing? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it is, is for all the reasons you just said. It's, it's, it's so that we can see God move in people's lives. And, and what's amazing is, is what, 
we have no idea what's going on behind closed doors in the lives of people that are listening, uh, whether we're driving by them in our cars, walking by them in the grocery store, hearing them on the radio. Uh, but but in the midst of all of this, we're we're called family. We're called to the family of God. We're connected together, uh, brothers and sisters. And, and, and so I think for me, this opportunity to sing, this opportunity to give the talent that I have and and poured into songwriting and singing and, and, and it's just a reflection of my heart. It's, it's kind of a peek into what's been going on in my life, but hoping that that can somehow, you know, reflect on what's been going on in yours, realizing that we're not too far apart, that even though we can be completely different, we can be completely divided on so many things that at the center of it all, we still share a savior that loves us and we have a savior that, that, that knows what's going on. And, and the, if that's, that's enough, that's enough of a connection to call us family. And so I, I'm grateful that, that, you know, those folks that are, are getting to hear us and, and have heard us for years um, are able to tune in. I'm also hoping that because it's a Christmas concert, there might be people that, that don't know the love of Jesus to tune in that, that are just here because their wife decided to turn it on or their husband, you know, thought, Oh, this would be something fun to do. And they, they, they tune in and they see that, yes, there's, there's fun and music. And, but even more than that, that there's a heart to it and that that heart is coming from a place uh, that they've, you know, been, been longing for and searching for. And that would be the heart of Christ. And, and, and that they can somehow, even in the middle of a Christmas concert, uh, find the love of Jesus and invite him into their hearts. And so that is what I'm really hoping for is, is to see the great big family of God grow uh, for those folks to respond in giving, because man, giving, especially this time of year, it, it renews the heart. It regenerates it. Uh, it allows us to, shed a lot of things that are going on in our lives and be the hands and feet of Jesus and s- destroy darkness. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. And, and so, yeah, we just felt like this concert and, and this partnership with Bethany, what a great way to say, I hope you hear how much Jesus loves you, uh, no matter who you are, because you're a part of this family. Um, talk with us about releasing um, a song called Smile in a year like 2020. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, we have a, a fun song. We'll play. We play some of our uh, songs that, that have been on the radio uh, as well that aren't Christmas. Just a few of them throughout the night. And Smile has ministered to my heart. It, it, totally. There's always a re- there's always a reason to always choose joy is the heart of that song. And uh, joy, I think we get it confused with happiness a lot. Um, happiness is not what we should be pursuing. I'm sorry, Thomas Jefferson, uh, with your declaration of independence. It's joy because joy cannot be shaken. Joy cannot be destroyed. Joy might look like silence in the midst of chaos. It might be a moment of peace. Joy can be standing on a mountain and, and, and dancing, uh, but but joy comes from, comes from the Lord. There's always a blessing to be found. There's always joy to be had because God gives it to us freely. And so, uh, you know, even James 1, 2 is my, my life verse. Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. And that just, you know, it reminds me of, of, of this year. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of what these children are going through across the world, that in the midst of it, you go to a lot of these places. We've been blessed to get to go to the Democratic Republic of the Congo and, and, and Germany and all, all these different, you know, places across the world. And there's a lot of kids that don't have a lot. 
but they got the joy of the Lord, man. They're they're playing soccer and with with such a reckless abandon, and they're having fun, and and that's it fills my heart to realize I got so much stuff, but really what I need at the center, at the core of all this, is this joy of the Lord, this peace that passes understanding, this this faith, hope, and love that comes from Christ. I love it. Um, we appreciate uh, Chosen as well in our house. That's another one of our favorite uh, Sidewalk Prophet songs of the year. Um, Nakia and uh, and David, thank you so much for joining us today. Honest, what fun! We, yeah, looking forward to participating in the great big family live stream Christmas tour. And let me just tell you, if you go to bethany.org forward slash SWP, one of the things that you can do there is um, uh, is not is give your support, and it will enter you to win a private Zoom concert with Sidewalk Profits, at, uh, during which um, David might or might not model glasses. I probably will again because, like I said, <laughs> I'm a very low, low-grade male model. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Merry no, Christmas. Yeah. Happy, first, uh, happy first baby Christmas at the Fry thank House. You. And, Nakia, thank you um, so much for what you're doing to spread the joy yes. and the love of God around the world through Bethany Christian Services. We deeply appreciate it. We want all of our listeners to check out what's happening at Bethany.org for the information about the great big family live stream Christmas tour. Add a little forward slash SWP. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. We'll be right back. Author Karen Eman is wildly popular. She writes for Proverbs 31 Ministries. She also writes for Encouragement for Today, an online devotional that reaches 4 million women every single day. She's the author of 16 books. Uh, she joins us today to talk about her newest book, Reach Out, Gather In. Karen Eman, up next. God has high plans for you and me. He is recruiting for himself a people who will populate heaven. This is Max Lucado. It will be perfect, perfect in splendor, perfect in righteousness. One word describes heaven, perfect. One word describes us, imperfect. So what does God do? abandon us start over he could but he loves us too much to do that will he populate heaven with rebellious self-centered citizens if so would heaven be heaven colossians 1:19 says god was pleased for all of himself to live in christ all of the love of god was in jesus all of the strength of god was in jesus all of the compassion and power and devotion of god were for a time in the earthly body of a carpenter. And what started in the Bethlehem cradle culminated on the Jerusalem cross. And God did it all to take us home to heaven. This is Max Locato. It is Tuesday, so I'm reminding us to taste and see that the Lord is good. Karen Eman is here. She is um, a New York Times best-selling author. She writes with Proverbs 31 Ministries. She's also a writer for Encouragement for Today. She's the author of 16 books, and she's here with us today to talk about her newest book, which is Reach Out, Gather In. You can connect with Karen at Karen Eman, that's E-H-M-A-N, Dot com. Karen, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Hey, Carmen. Thanks so much for having me. 
Oh, absolutely. This is a delightful, delightful book about opening our hearts and opening our homes. Um, it's uh, it just it's aligned with my desire to use my home as a kingdom outpost, as a place where people could experience and taste and see the gospel. Um, but it's also aligned with my um, fear of doing that because of my household clutter. <laughs> I think you're not alone in that. I think you're not alone. So let's talk about this. Let's uh, let's actually just start with establishing a why for biblical hospitality. I mean, you know, why is my home not supposed to be a fortress sealed off from other people, but really like a gospel outpost? Because I just know from my past, that is where I first was introduced to the gospel. I think so often we think it needs to be at a big event or, you know, some kind of grandiose evangelism, you know, program. And those things are all wonderful. I'm not knocking those at all. But I remember one time early on when I was teaching Bible studies in my church, asking a group of about 35 women to raise their hand if they become a Christian because of some big event. And then also if they became a Christian, just because somebody opened their life and their home to them. And overwhelmingly, like 95% of the people, it was because someone opened their very ordinary life, their very ordinary home and welcomed them in. And it was there that they saw the gospel displayed. Yeah, when my open life becomes an open book, and that open book is is the reality of of a gospel life, um, that's transformative. I mean, like people can, they can then see how it's possible. And I think that's really important. So take us to Christmas Eve on your father's side of the family. Uh, tell people what the tradition is and then what it means to open my gift and then give it away. Oh, well, you know, that hopefully I can get to th- through this without crying. My father passed away last year and then just a mm. couple weeks ago, my stepmom passed away. So this will be the mm. first year without our Christmas Eve tradition. But what we have done for, oh my goodness, probably 35 years in his side of the family is the old white elephant gift exchange, which, you know, everybody loves when you uh, get going and everything's crazy and you're stealing each other's gifts and wanting whatever is the most zany one that year. And yet I feel like sometimes we do this in our own life with our gifts and our talents and our spiritual gifts that God's been, that God has gifted to us. Sometimes we see somebody else opening their gift and we think, well, I want what they have instead of really focusing on ourselves. How am I wired? What's my personality? What are my passions and my spiritual gifts and my desires? And how can God use those things to reach others for his kingdom rather than getting our eyes on someone else and their seemingly amazing gifts and talents and passions and wishing we were like them? We need to just ask God, just show me. You you made me. You wired me. How can you now use me? Yeah, I love I love that um, the opening the opening my gift and then giving it away. Um, each one of these forty days on this journey um, is uh, is devotional. I mean, it's it's revelatory. Like you're sharing things about your own life and family um, and what's going on in your own home. You got these really fun recipes um, and and ideas, but it's also devotional. Um, take us into the book for just a moment. So people can understand what's going on um, in this journey of Reach Out, Gather In. Yeah, so it's not typically a hospitality book. You know, I think sometimes it can sound like that from the the title. But it's about really, before you even open your home, opening your heart, being what I call a noticer, being on the lookout for that person who least expects to be seen and noticing them and making them feel wanted and welcomed and like they have something to contribute. And so when we make our aim 
to have an open heart and to be on the lookout for those people that need a special touch. It makes life an adventure. So we can do it on the road. We can do it in our home. We can do it at our office. It's really just about noticing others and doing something to, to make them feel loved so you can point them to Jesus. So my friend Jessica calls that um, living bolo, being on the lookout. So oh, I love you that. Yeah, you can you can steal it. She's probably not writing a book. So, um, Jessica, <laughs> I have given Bolo away to Karen Eamon. Um, and and uh, talking about giving things away, we have um, three copies of Reach Out, Gather In, 40 Days to Opening Your Heart and Your Home by bestselling author Karen Eamon. We've got three copies available to give away today. So if you'd like to enter the drawing for those, go ahead and text the word book to 877-933-2484. Again, you're going to text the word book to 877-933-2484. Um, Karen, um, talk about family first, but not family only. Yeah, sometimes we go in one of two directions and both can get a little extreme. We think of ministry as something I go do outside my home. I need to go be mm-hmm. reaching the world for Christ. And that's great. It's wonderful. But on the other hand, sometimes we think, and I've probably fallen into this um side more often than not that, well, my family is my ministry. That's true. They are my first and most important ministry, but they're not my only ministry. So what I love to do is to blend the two, to welcome others who maybe don't have a family into my family, you know, spats, fights, dirty dishes and all, and just let them have a seat at our table and and feel like they're included because we don't want to be doing just one or the other. We want to be doing both. All right. And so when we come back from the break, I would love to have you actually turn to um, to day 40 um, calendar year cakes, because I want you to tell us about that. But we can use the we can use the minute um, we can use the minute that we're going to be away to uh, to let you turn there. The book is it just it's just so much fun. Reach out, gather in 40 days to opening your heart and home. I have author Karen Eamon here. And yes, we have books. Text the word book to 877-933-2484. We'll be right back. All right, in the spirit of Tasty Tuesday, when we like to taste and see that the Lord is good, we're going to look at day 40, calendar year cakes. It's from Reach Out, Gather In, 40 Days to Opening Your Heart and Home. Karen Eamon joins me to talk about her new book. Karen, take us into um, into day 40 um, and tell us what calendar year cakes are. Well, I wanted to end off the book by giving just some fun dishes to make to celebrate, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, or you're just wanting to make someone feel special because they're over at your house. And so I came up with some of our tried and true ones that we tend to use over and over again for recipes and to celebrate. And the first one is the fruit of the forest mocha cake. And it's this <laughs> I know, like you have to say that again, because that's hilarious. Like, right. So say that again, forest. give them the title. Fruit of the forest mocha cake. So it combines... <laughs> three wonderful things, uh, chocolate and coffee and um, also fruit, whatever fruit you want. Um, It's the redemption of the fruitcake. It is kind of. There you go. I love that. And it's it's really simple because it's got a couple shortcuts in it by using just a can of uh, pie filling. So you can do cherry, blueberry, raspberry. My favorite is to do blackberry. And then the rest is kind of from scratch with, you know, cocoa and buttermilk and brewed coffee. And it just turns out delicious. The frosting is amazing. And it's in a 9 by 13 pan. 
Okay, so again, we don't have to stack it up. We don't have to. It's just, I, I love it. Okay, so the um, the calendar year cakes on day 40 is absolutely worth getting to. My, uh, my listeners know that one of my favorite parts of a book is the stuff that comes, like, after the chapters end. So I love, um, I love the resources at the very back of the book. And can you tell people, um, take them to the spiritual resume conversation, because that's, that's, that's really cool. That goes back a little bit to what we were talking about, about opening your gift and giving it away. I walk, through, I walk people through answering some questions that they pose to themselves about their spiritual gifts, about their passions, their talents. And then I have a lovely designed spiritual resume kind of form in the back that they can photocopy off and then write out the answers to their questions so that they'll know what their top passions and hobbies, their relational skills, their spiritual gifts, and then they craft a prayer based on all of those, their ministry prayer of how they want God to use those things in the lives of others to point them to him. All right. I'm talking with author Karen Eman. You can find her at Karen Eman, E-H-M-A-N.com. We're talking about her new book, Reach Out, Gather In, 40 Days to Opening Your Heart and Home. I do have some copies to give away if you'd like to enter the drawing. Text the word book to 877-933-2484. Okay, so here's where the rubber meets the road for me, Karen. Um, I want to do this. I want to use my home to connect with others, um, but the when and the how and the what and all of my family clutter. So uh, one of the things you include in here are like tips and tricks for getting my house like guest ready in a hurry. Maybe give us a couple of those ideas. Yeah, I think it's really important to have a regular time of de-junking because what happens is we wait until it's piled up and we can't see over the piles. But just maybe say every first Saturday of the month for an hour, you're going to take some boxes and you're going to go around to each room and you're going to um, maybe maybe just do one room. And you're going to go around the room looking at the different items and asking yourself, you know, is this out of place? Well, put it in a box that says take back. Is this something um, or put back, put back in the right place. Is this something that doesn't belong to me? Well, have a box that says take back and you need to to return those things to the people they belong to. Have a box for recycle, have a box for donate. If it's in good shape, but nobody in your family uses it any longer. And I think if we devote little chunks of time to like just doing one closet or just doing that junk drawer or whatever, then we prevent ourselves from getting to the place where there's so much junk piled around that it seems overwhelming and such a daunting task that we don't even attempt it. We just let the junk keep creeping in. All right. I'm going to put it back where it goes. I'm going to take it back to the person to whom it belongs. I'm going to recycle it. I'm going to donate it or I'm going to throw it away. Like, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, at some point there are some things that I just, it's like, it's time. Um, So those are really, really helpful. I also think that um, those are helpful in terms of helping the next generation establish um, positive patterns. Right. And so part of what you talk about in Reach Out, Gather In is how we feed people like physically. That's really important. But then also the soul care part of this, I think, is really essential. And you talk about what we might what we might tend to call traditions, but I think they're more like spiritual rhythms. And so talk a little bit about that. Talk about the um, the feeding people, not just physically, but doing something together that actually creates a memory, makes the event kind of sticky, and um, gives them something to hold on to in their soul when they leave. Yeah, I love to think of the concept I talk about in the book called soul sharing, because, you know, in our culture and with social media and 
internet, everything that's on screens, we feel like we're connecting with a lot of people all day long because we're tapping and touching and liking and hearting and thumbs up and all that good stuff. But we're spending a lot of time touching screens and not a lot of time touching lives. And so soul sharing goes beyond that. It's really getting to know another person, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, and and sharing in a way that's deeper than just, you know, liking their picture on Instagram. And so once we get a little peek into someone's soul, we can learn to do what I call listening for a heart drop. Be like listening between the lines for something they say. I'll give you a quick example. So one time my husband heard me talking to a bunch of middle schoolers at our church about a slumber party that was going to happen. I was a youth worker at the time. And I just, they said something like, oh, where the slumber parties back, you know, in the 1980s, like, like I was so old, like way back in the eighties. And I said, Oh, I, ne- I never had a slumber party. Um, and then I just kind of went on. Well, my husband kind of picked up on that little heart drop that I was a little sad about that. And he threw me a, a slumber party for my 30th birthday. And so I think just really getting to know someone on a soul to soul level, listening for those little heart drops, things that maybe upset them or can even be something simple like their favorite coffee drink. I once wrote down my friend's high maintenance coffee drink once at the coffee shop on my phone, knowing I would use it later. And when her only child went off to college that fall, it was like six months later, I showed up at her door with her favorite coffee drink and a box of Kleenex and said, I'm I'm here to to cry with you. And she said, Oh, did you bring me a mocha? And I said, No, I brought you and I rattled off the long list because I was because I was listening. So really getting to know people on a deeper level, even some little trivial things about them, and then doing something to to cement a memory in their their life by doing something out of the ordinary and fun. Yeah, remembering that somebody, you know, is gluten free or remembering that somebody is I mean, like, right? I mean, sometimes it's it's something that they say to uh, a person at a restaurant and you just have to make a mental note of it. Like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to remember next time I have this person over not to put cream on the table because they're lactose intolerant. Well, I wouldn't have known that had I not been paying attention when they were ordering at lunch. Right. I mean, so I think that there are ways that we can listen and um, and listen carefully so that we can tend to people at a heart level. And I know that may seem, that may sound, if you're listening right now, that may seem insignificant. But if you're the person who is cared for deeply because you were heard and listened to in a moment when you just thought nobody was paying attention, that's um, that's really important. That helps us feel known. Um, and so much of discipleship is helping other people know God by helping them understand how deeply they are known and loved. So Karen Eman, thank you um, so much for joining us today. The book is absolutely lovely. It's called Reach Out, Gather In, 40 Days to Opening Your Heart and Home. You can find Karen online at Karen Eman, E-H-M-A-N.com. And if you want to enter the drawing for the books we have to give away, text the word book to 877-933-2484. Karen, Merry Christmas. And um, I'm going to put you on my thinking about list on Christmas Eve when, you know, you're not, when you're not at your dad's house. I just, you know, he's going to be with Jesus for Christmas and that's precious, but that doesn't make it any easier here. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, Carmen. Absolutely. Blessings. All right, friends, we'll be right back. Okay, so um, let's take a cue there from Karen. I want you to think for a moment about everybody that you know. Make a list, in fact, of everybody that you know who has lost a loved one this year. Um, And then really consider reaching out to them on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Some, Some point in time, 
to let them know that you have thought about them, you've lifted them up before the Lord, um, that you, um, you've been paying attention, that you have heard the heart drop, um, that you've listened between the lines, and that you know um, people are, are really yearning right now to be seen and heard and not forgotten. And particularly those um, difficult things that have happened this year. Many, many people across the country have lost family members this year. And it's important to remember that as we enter into Christmas. And so let's be mindful that those people, uh, if they are in Christ, they are going to spend Christmas with Jesus. And that is unbelievably great. But uh, Christmas here is going to be really, really hard for a lot of people because of those empty chairs. Um, so let's let's be tending tenderly to one another, showing great mercy in these days. And let's be ambassadors of the king and the kingdom in the midst of the kingdoms of this world. Have a great day and God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.